the summer, um, particularly when the seed catalogs come in. We'll be sorting through them. And I want to speak about sowing and reaping because it's one of those truths that I keep coming back to over and over in my own life. And I find the more I embrace it, the better off I am. And yet there is something in each of us that at times doesn't want to have to accept the consequences of what we do. And yet if we will step into that and embrace that kind of thinking that says, if I'm planting now, there is a time of reaping, I can be confident of that, it, it, it brings value and, and benefit to our lives. There's this, a proverb that says, if a man wants friends, he should show himself friendly. Well, that's not such a, a, a strange thing, but it is a truth, isn't it? I mean, if, if you find that you don't have a lot of friendships, there may be a reason for that. And there may have to be some behavioral changes to, to turn something like that. You may have to begin investing in other people. Um, it's like if, if I ask you, How's your day going? Oh, terrible. And I realize that the last four or five times that I've asked you, how's your day going? Wretched, crappy, you know, disgusting. Uh, don't expect me to ask you again. You're a slug and I don't want to deal with you. No, I, you know, that's, there are things that we can incorporate. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that. Well, if I'm not talking to you, just assume it's something else. No, I'm kidding you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going down the wrong path. Um, <laughs> what's new? Uh, but there are times when, when we want to say, but it's acceptable because, you know, things just don't work out well in my life. But we want everybody else to pay us homage or, or take it out on everyone else. And then we wonder why they aren't, they don't want to deal with us. Well, there are certain laws of life that we are better off if we embrace. And this sowing and reaping is part of that. It says that in the immediate, there's some difficulty and some investment that in a sense is sorrowful because it's getting rid of something, time, money, something. But it, it realizes that later on there's a much better reward for having put that time in up front. Who's the first gardener? <laughs> you read the verse. <laughs> it wasn't Adam. It was God. He sowed, expecting to reap. He, he, he put the law in effect, and then he participated in it. Kind of amazing to me. He didn't expect to get away even as God and skip the process. So I'm looking at that, and I'm going, Lord, help me to embrace your process. There's a verse in Psalms that says, Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seeds to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. There was a missionary years ago, Mel Tar, I think that was his name, that, uh, or Tari, 
that wrote a book, and he wrote about this verse, and he said in the region of the world that he was ministering in, he would see a family would store grain in a, a hidden spot so that in the spring they could sow it. And he said there were literally times when a man would be sowing grain, weeping because he knew that there wasn't enough for the full family to survive the season until that was ready to reap. But if he didn't sow, all of them would die. And so there was this sorrow connected to the investment, but this knowledge that it absolutely had to be done. I look at this particular passage, and it just says, sowing in tears has a, a reward at some point. But it, it, isn't, it isn't diminishing the, 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 the immensity of the sorrow. It's not setting aside the difficulty of the moment. It's just saying there is a gain to be had in, in such a thing. Galatians says this, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Then he goes on to say, The one who sows to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So it says very specifically that as you and I invest in the kingdom of God, as we invest in the things of God, there's something to be gained from that. But if we're all about investing what our own pleasures are about, there's a destruction that comes with that as well. Isn't it true that the choices that we often have, it's like the, the nature within us craves one thing or wants one thing, but in our heads there's this knowledge that says, this isn't the best way to go. There's this tension that says, I know what I would like to do, but I also know what's right. I know what I feel like doing and I, what I feel like, you know, going after, but there's something in me that says, the best path is not that but this. And as we wrestle with those tensions, there's this declaration from Scripture that if we invest in the things of the Spirit, there will be a reaping for such things. But if we sow to please our sinful nature, there is a reaping as well, but it's a destructive thing. It's like for the one, it's bearing interest. For the other, it's just putting us in more debt. But we have this option in front of us. I'm in the process of trying to rebuild my devotional time. I, it ebbs and flows for me. For a while, it just goes great, and then it's like I fall off the wagon. And I wrestle with it for a while, and, and I finally start another system, so to speak. Right now, I'm trying to do it before I ever get on the computer. That's, <laughs> that's just a, a law I'm making for myself through this season. And part of it is, is that I know that every time I step into his word, there's something of value that comes to me. Every time I quiet my soul long enough to listen, there's an opportunity to receive from the Lord. Now, is it fireworks every day? No. Not even close. But every day I'm taking this time to open the door and say, I'm listening. I'm ready. 
And I've found that through the years that that kind of investment bears tremendous fruit. And so even though at times it's like my sinful nature just says, no, not today, or what, you know, I find a, a, other excuses. But there's this thing that keeps drawing me back saying, the productivity of my life and the benefit that I really gain out of this time with the Lord cannot be denied. I need to go back and, and, and anchor myself around this. Here's what he says off, off of this idea of sowing and reaping. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. One of the, uh, the parables that Jesus told was of the servants that were given talents. And this phrase, that I've shared this over the last months because it came alive to me this year, was that for the one that didn't invest anything, he makes this declaration, I know that you're unjust. You reap where you didn't sow. You, you know, you take what's not yours, basically, he's saying. And it, what it finally did was come home that if my attitude toward God is that you don't repay those who sow into your kingdom, you don't give back for those who invest in you, you just take what you want and cause them to, to survive, well, then if my impression of God is that way, I never will truly invest wholeheartedly into his, his, into his kingdom. I'll never invest wholeheartedly into the things of the Spirit if I don't believe that there's some kind of return. So it's very important, my perception of God, that it be that he is a good and gracious God who allows a person to reap what they've sown. And so this, this joy that comes to us over his consistency that way is something that stirs our hearts and says, I need to keep at this. I know that he rewards those that diligently seek him. I know that's his nature. And so I need to keep investing in this. It doesn't solve all the issues of life. But it, it sure is like the basis for how things work. We're better off not interpreting others' lives by saying, well, you know, I can see what they're reaping, and obviously they must have sown something that I was unaware of. That's what Job's friends do to him. They, they come and, you know, he's had these sorrows, and uh, there's one that says, I've observed those who plow evil and those who sow trouble, they reap it. So it's obvious, Job, you... <laughs> You know, we didn't see you doing it, but it's obvious you're a bad person. I just warn you not to put that onto others. That's the thing of judging others inappropriately. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10, it says, He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. What I get out of that verse, or what, the way I interpret it, is that God will give me whatever I need to accomplish what he desires to come out of my life. That he won't ask me to do things that are impossible to do because I don't have resources at hand or abilities. 
he will ask me what's possible through him. And so I can have this confidence that says, if I really believe that he's calling me to a task, he is going to provide sufficiently for me to get that done. What an incredible thing to be able to trust him that way, to believe in his goodness. We often interpret sowing as just having enough money to do what we want to do. And that becomes a problem because we overemphasize it and we worry. Jesus made this comment about the ravens. He says, they don't sow or reap. They don't practice that at all. He says, I take care of them as well. He says, I'm going to take care of you too. Now, one of the things that we have to evaluate is when things aren't working and things are kind of falling apart, maybe there's reasons for such things. It's difficult to to look into our own lives and be honest in that measure. But he tells the Israelites that had been worshiping idols, he says, you know, they're sowing, they're not reaping anything. In Hosea, they sow the wind and reap the whirlwind. There's disaster coming in their lives. Why? They're in the wrong system. They're not pouring themselves into a system that works. Sometimes we, we are willing to carry the name Christian and live completely profane in areas and not even bring God in because we really don't want his opinion. Should I be purchasing this? Well, I really don't want to know if he wants that or not. I, I know I want this thing. And it's like stepping into something and saying, I I want it, I'll ask them later or ask forgiveness if I need to, but this, this, this one I think I should just do on my own. And then we we go, Well, why did why did that trouble come? Why didn't it work out? Well, we're in the wrong system. And it doesn't work. There's even a time of of wrath that Jeremiah describes, and it says, they'll sow wheat but reap thorns. They'll wear themselves out but gain nothing. It says, you've been living profanely for years. Don't anticipate me just blessing everything you do. And there are times to come back and say, Lord, in humbleness, we come before you and we say, reveal to us our sin and reveal to us where we need to change. I think that's what's expressed in Hebrews 12, and he says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. However, later on, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. He says, Sometimes God takes us and puts us in a timeout. Or sometimes there is a a spanking, so to speak, that comes, there's a punishment. Not to harm and destroy, but rather to get us on track. We have to be willing in those moments to to look and say, I believe that's God's hand. I believe that's God's good hand working this in my life. Listen to this out of James. Peacemakers who sow in peace rave us a harvest of righteousness. The challenge before us is, what are we sowing? What are we really pouring out of our lives? 
You know, if we, we start to evaluate relationally, am I, am I investing in the people that God wants me investing in? Am I pouring myself out for others at all? Am I asking the things of, of them that are appropriate? You know, most of us will look around and say, some people are takers, some people are givers, right? Some people are always wanting a handout. Some people are always giving away. And we have to just go, where do I, where am I on that continuum? And to honestly look and just say, God, where do you want me to be? And how do you want me to live this way? And even when we, we consider the effect that we have when we walk into a room, is it something that we are bringing encouragement and speaking life? Or is it something that, you know, we're just kind of picking and, you know, trying to worm our way in so that we'll be acknowledged or recognized? Sometimes that neediness out of our own lives is such that, you know, we're, we're constantly trying to get an emotional fix from someone else and, and we have to be honest in that and just say, what am I sowing? You know, am, I, am I really putting forward what, what's appropriate? In the Lord, there's opportunity for us to discover these things. That's what I find so awesome about this life of the Spirit, so to speak. That at times He reveals to us who we really are. And we're wanting to go... Oh, I, I, that's not normally me. Well, yeah, it is you, but it, it doesn't have to be that way forever. Thankfully, he's, he's allowed you to see yourself. Regularly, I, I'll do something and I'll tell Char, uh, you know, I guess, I guess I was a little, you know, well, for lack, maybe I'll say something. I guess I was a little blunt with that. And she'll go, you think? <laughs> and she, you know, it's just like, yeah, big surprise. And I'll, I'll be going, oh, uh, well, maybe that implies that there are other times that I act like that too. And, uh, and, and if I would say that to her, she'd go, yeah, yeah, that's true. I go, what do you, what do you mean? Is it mean like that's a pattern for my life? Well, yeah, of course. Don't you see it? Well, I'm beginning to, but I'm not sure that I want to. You know, it's, it's those kind of things that, thankfully, in the Lord, it opens up. And we have opportunity to change and to be conformed to his righteousness and to, in a sense, grow in the Spirit as, as was promised, to sow to the Spirit and, and to reap of the Spirit. I thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord for that sowing and reaping truth that I can go back to and just say, hey, if I keep investing in this, there's a gain to be had. I don't have to worry about rates going up and down. I was so thrilled this recently. I got a bank statement. Gained four cents last quarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Making money. <laughs> now, I don't have to worry about the interest rates in the Lord. I can have this confidence that, 
he gives a good return. Consistently. Lord, I pray for each one of us here that you will reveal truth to us and that we'll recognize it when we see it. And I pray for our, our personal lives as we grow in you that we will have courage to do the things that we know are right and appropriate over the things that we feel that we want or crave. And that we will continually sow into your kingdom and for your glory.